she's sitting by herself at a lonely like bus stop in a rural dirt road type i'm like what are you doing is this the same road that midge was on ethel damn it why can't i remember barb's name <laughs> i don't know you know what her name's barb. justice for barb hello and welcome to our riverdale podcast brought to you by the aficionados podcast network my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Uh, my phone ringtone is October by Broken Bells. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. Robin added this in, and I think this is about me. Um, I like badass milfs and marble countertops. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at, at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my phone ringtone is Telephone by Lady Gaga, and it has been that since that song came out. So relevant. Stop calling, stop calling. That's me. Like, don't don't phone me. <laughs> Today we have words to say about episode 205 of Riverdale, When a Stranger Calls. Well, this episode, I was so stressed out the entire time. So was I, and I also, like, loved it. Last time I think I was this stressed out for an entire episode was um, the episode of Orphan Black when Allison was doing, like, the big campaign and Kasima had to pretend to be her a bunch mm-hmm. because all of the, the money and the pins and stuff got mixed up, and I was, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, that you got stressed out over money and pins. Oh, my gosh, it was really rough. Um, I have never Marcy reached, I've never reached the same stress levels as I was at, at 315, I think, of the 100. Mm. But this one, I just like, this episode was so good. It was good. I, I genuinely enjoyed it from start to finish. Like, the mm-hmm. mystery's good, all of the, it's just, it's good stuff going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, let's go to, uh, listener thoughts, because we mm-hmm. have some. Uh, first of all, our buddy Megan Strain commented on our 203 Hi, podcast on SoundCloud again. Hi, Megan. Thank you for telling us um, smart things when we are dumb. So uh, she thinks that or it seems that they will have a Christmas episode this season. Mm-hmm. And so she thinks it's probably around November. But see, I'm also thinking like, but we used to have so much snow. And now on the ground in this episode, there isn't any snow. Yeah, it looked like winter had already passed. I think because they had to work with the fact that, like, it Thank snowed so much yeah. here last year, which I was miserable through. Thank you so much. Because what did I move to Vancouver for? Not snow. <laughs> I feel like at this point, it's kind of just like Riverdale is in an in-between place that has no weather, no no discernible seasons. Honestly. And you know, you know what? Like, mm. that is Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> like... Um, I also got a couple texts from my friend Meta. You might know her if you listen to our last podcast. She was on our third episode. And I'm just going to go into my Hi, Meta. and read them. Hi, Meta. She's the best. She, she likes to text me after like every um, podcast. It's awesome. Just listening to the Riverdale podcast. Question. Why is Jughead so surprised by how Southside High works with the metal protectors and such? He is always, already at Southside High making friends with the serpent laughing... In, at the lunch table in episode 13 but in episode 3 they make it seem like it's his first day I'm like that's a good point 
She said, because Tony gave him a tour and everything. Wouldn't he have gotten one like a few weeks That's ago? That's a very Plus, good point. wouldn't the rest of the serpent remember the last time he was at school and they were all buddies? Is that why they are mad? Are they sad he doesn't want to have lunchtime laughs anymore? <laughs> Sweet Pea is actually just like, oh, I thought we were friends. I was like, man, this dude won't share his fries anymore. This sucks. I mean, I would be pissed if someone wouldn't share their fries. Mm-hmm. She also said, as well as that, technically the Black Hood is kind of bad at his job. One out of four is not a very good statistic. Midge didn't even have to go to the hospital. And I was like, it's not looking great for you and your murdering prospects. And she said, he should definitely look into getting another job. I said, gun? Mm, Didn't work. Strangulation? Oh, that worked. Uh, Let's go back to gun. (laughs) I think that's smart. He's like someone who's like playing a video game but can't figure out what weapon to use. Yeah. So they just keep flipping through their roster. She said, plus they were in a car. He was literally shooting fish in a barrel. Note to self, never choose Black Hood for your laser tag team. (laughs) I said, you on the bench, Black Hood. (laughs) And then she drew me fan art of the Black Hood sitting on a bench, sadly, that I will post to our Patreon. I was just going to say, please put that somewhere. It is hilarious. It's great. So I will definitely be posting that. Um, and then Fantastic. yesterday she also texted me about this ne- uh, episode that just aired. And she said, the Black Hood's identity must be really interesting because I just realized that Mrs. Grundy excluded why shoot Fred for adultery and not Hermione, who's actually married, which is, I think, a point that I made re- uh, before. Mm-hmm. Why shoot Midge and Moose when Reggie is the one selling the drugs, which is a really great point. Yep. Especially now that he's messing with Betty, the first few murders seem slightly unrelated, more as a way to get her wrapped up in being afraid of him more than it being a a lone standing statement. Also, definitely would have changed my ringtone by this time. (laughs) Um, I have a theory. I have a theory too. But I'm gonna. Okay. Should we do it now? I don't know. What do you think? I think I'm gonna say what I told her, which is like my theory. Okay. 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 So with the revelation of the handwriting not matching, I think that the Black Hood who wrote Alice, who had the glasses and who had the wallet, is the real deal Black Hood. And the person who is uh, torturing Betty is potentially not the same person. And not, maybe not even dangerous at all. Exactly. And because they're the ones who knew that she liked Nancy Drew and like knew or knowing all of these mm-hmm. things about her are, is watching her. Mm-hmm. So, Which I think could play into the theory from last episode that perhaps this Black Hood is Hal. Exactly, because, like we're going to talk about with the title real quick here, this is from the whole, uh, the call is coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, a folklore type of thing. I have a total different theory from this. It's like related, but... Okay, do you want to um, say it right now? Or Yeah, you, okay, sure. Go for it, I'm excited. Um, I think that the Black Hood is not, like, one person in a copycat. I think the Black Hood is actually, like, an organization. Oh. Like, like the Serpents or the Red Circle. Tell me more. And, like, they're, like, a group... I think they're, like, a group of vigilantes, and all of them have, like, different agendas, but the same goal. Hmm. Which is to, like, cleanse the North side of sinners. So it's... I don't think it's that they didn't shoot Hermione. It's, I think it's that they haven't gotten to Hermione yet. Hmm. So, like... It could play into the thing that it's how, but, like, I think people could, like, join this organization and one of them chose to use Betty as their pawn because Betty wanted, like, they wanted Betty to be their target. And so in that last scene, when they have Betty put the hood on, it's sort of symbolic of not only, like, Betty, like, seeing herself in the black hood, but, like, joining their brotherhood. That's really cool. And I wonder if, like, this is happening all over the North Side and they just don't know anybody else and they're keeping, like, other people are keeping it a secret just like Betty. 
Exactly. Hmm. Like there could be tons of people being manipulated and being made to do horrible things. You know, maybe this explains weird Hermione's behavior. We don't know. Right. So because the guy who was torturing her, she said, will I recognize your face? Mm -hmm. We're getting ahead a little bit, but like this is like general talk. And he said, yes. So if it's someone she knows, then it's someone that we as viewers would at least recognize. So, but if you, if you think about like all of the murders, that doesn't really make sense for like how one person would have all this information, but multiple people might have all that information and be able to put it together and set out a series of murders. So are you saying that the Black Hood, like the actual Black Hood who's out here attempting murder is affiliated or not affiliated with this group? Affiliated. Okay, okay. Because I think the actual Black Hood is a whole number of dudes, which Mm. is why Archie sees green eyes, but I think later someone else will see him and say he didn't have green eyes that'll throw Archie for a loop because it's not just one person. It's like a whole bunch of people. Right. Okay, okay, I'm into it. Okay. Should we start talking? Yeah. All right, cool. So the title is When a Stranger Calls. It's uh, the title of a 1979 horror film, and there was a 2006 remake, and it uh, was kind of the story of this um, main uh, like ghost story type of thing called The Babysitter and the Man Upstairs, in which there's a babysitter watching, I guess, TV downstairs, and she after she puts the kids to bed, and then she keeps getting calls on the house phone that says, go check on the kids, and she keeps being like, um, can you not prank call me or whatever? And then eventually she, like, calls the police and the person was calling her after having killed the kids or something. Isn't this kind of the plot of Halloween? I don't know. Is that a horror movie that I haven't watched? How? What? I think all of us as a society, like, as in this podcasting, like, listening group, need to all take a moment to absorb the fact that Robin didn't know that Halloween was a movie. What? Halloween, the movie, the thing that started Jamie Lee Curtis's career. Okay. Robin. Well, what happens in it? I've literally never heard of this. She's a babysitter and and it's Halloween and he tortures her like while she's babysitting. It's a John Carpenter film. Um, It's like, it's literally the thing that started, like, it's one of the first slasher films after like Psycho, like, it's one of the most critically acclaimed movies, like, of all time. Girl, this is why I always Google things. Because I oh don't know God. anything about horror films. They scare me. But it's, me. like, it's the, it's the start of, like, Michael Myers, who is, like, one of the biggest, like, slasher villains. Yes. I know that person. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's, he's the villain in Halloween. Okay. Oh. Okay. I thought he was a villain in something else. He is. He's a villain in a bunch of things. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, like, becomes, like, this, like, cult thing. So he's been in a bunch of movies. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to start with uh, Veronica's storyline. So uh, Alice has written a bad article for them. Uh, the uh, headline says, Northside teen stabbed by Southside serpent. Uh, Hiram wants to profit from the problems rather than help them, which is what her article says. Uh, they're talking about how they're losing um, money. What? Team Alice. Team Alice. Um, and I'm sorry for everyone for just going right into your ears, but Team Alice. RIP headphone users. Yeah, so sorry. 
They're like, we're going to bring in the St. Clairs from New York. Uh, okay, so uh, Nick St. Clair is a person from the comics. And oh. he's like a bad boy or whatever. He was with Veronica. They were like in love or whatever. Um, Betty and Midge were like trying to stop them from dating a whole bunch. And pretty much the way that they stopped her from dating him was that he like kept hitting on Betty. And so one day Betty was like, yeah, sure, I'll go out with you. And then Veronica was like really mad about it. And it was like, well, there you go. And then Betty was like, I did it so that you could see what a scumbag he was. Respect. His last name is St. Clair. And so he had this like motto or like catchphrase that was a saint I ain't because of course it was. Yeah. Apparently he's a budding music producer now. They need them to be investors. Uh, Veronica, you need to be really nice to them so that it'll help the company. Ah, yeah. That Ivanka Trump role. Mm. Am I wrong? I wish you were. <laughs> but, like, not. the lodges are coming off as, like, pseudo-Trumps. Ew. They they are, though. Think about it. Yeah. I'm sad about it. Except smarter. I'm really sad about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely smarter. Yeah. Um, I mean, a dog smarter. <laughs> so, she's like, we were a whole will-they-won't-they they thing, but we never dated or anything. Archie, don't be jealous. It's totally okay. Don't worry about it. And Archie's like, okay, I wasn't right. worried anyway. I wasn't worried, but now I am. Thanks. I got other stuff on my mind. Um, once the St. Clairs arrive, she's like, just hit up, hit me up if you need anything. I'm like a concierge. And he's like, can we get a better hotel? And I'm like, why is this a joke? <laughs> but he's like, they're staying, he's staying at the Five Seasons, which is a play on Four Seasons Hotels. I, su- I love Riverdale's in-universe rebranding of our universe sometimes i love it and sometimes it i'm like cracks me up groan no i love it constantly it's always cheesy okay so archie and nick have met now nick goes and just sits right on her bed or whatever he's like hey do you want some drugs or whatever at first i was like oh, jingle jangle but i don't think it is because it didn't came in the come in the pixie sticks but it was coke just just plain coke yeah it was what what a weirdo but, like, apparently, I guess, like, Veronica used to do that all the time. Yeah, she was definitely that party girl. Yikes. Um, but either way, Veronica and Archie, neither of them want anything. Like, literally, I was like, okay, Nick, sure, sure. At, the, like, his first um, scene. And then as soon as he's just like, want some drugs? I was like, oh, never mind. I already, <laughs> well, I hate you now. <laughs> done with you. Hard, never mind. And then it just got increasingly worse. I like that he's literally, ever, like, the personification of, like, the rich white boy. Oh, he's awful. Like, do you want some casual cocaine? No. No. No, I don't. I, like, had I just this, want to go like, to bed. swell of emotion for Archie in this moment where he's just like, no. And then I'm like, yeah, Archie, that's my buddy. He's so unimpressed. I love that, like, Nick, like, wants Archie's approval but also thinks he's, like, above him. And Archie's just sitting there like, you don't impress me at all, dude. Who's dating the girl you like? Exactly. Yeah. He finds her pussycat ears and he's just, like, keeps calling her sexy and it's weird. Ugh. <laughs> He sees the pussycats They're teenagers. It's gross. I keep remembering that they're teenagers. And I'm like, yuck, Uh yuck, yuck. Why are you so bad? He's saying. He's like, the pussycats, you guys are amazing. Cool. I'm going to have a party at my hotel at 10. And that's when Cheryl shows up and they like flirt or whatever. Um, And I was like, yeah, I have a question for you. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Veronica wasn't there when the pussycats were performing last time. Which one? Which time? Oh, huh? So, so like, is she still part of the pussycats? I feel like it really feels like she's just kind of part of the pussycats whenever it's convenient at this point. Yeah. So, just like, cause... now there's four of them? 
Yeah, that was weird because when they did perform like on top of Pops, like Veronica was there, but I guess <clears throat> she was working. But like so was exactly. Cheryl. So and, I don't but know she why didn't, Cheryl did it. She didn't perform. And then I thought they only had Veronica's a pussycat because Val quit, but then Val's back. So, like, they still have her, but, like, for no reason. And it's just, like, okay. I'm going to accept the logic as, like, truth. But I want the writers to know that I've noticed this. Right. Because it does seem like, at least at the at the end of season one, they all, just all four of them were performing. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a Josie's always there. Mel is always there. Uh, P.S. I want Mel to do more things. Because, like, even now Valerie has, like, gone gone into the background. But, like, I want both of them to be people. So Val needs more screen time, and I don't even know who Mel is. <laughs> exactly, because she she's faceless. She she doesn't do anything. But I want She's to like Josie, or she's like Cheryl's flunkies. Yeah. What were their names? It's like, you learned them, didn't you? Yeah, I did, but I can't remember what they were. Because she <gasps> fired them, so... And I think they only oh, said right. it, like, once or twice, even. Eh, don't know, don't care. Because they literally don't matter anymore, so I don't need to know. Okay. But, so, okay, so Cheryl shows up, they flirt or whatever. She's like, I'll be there at 11. And I was like, oh, I relate. You just got to be there. They're super late so that so that you're not the first person who arrives. Because that gives me anxiety. I never show up early to a party. Yeah. Archie sees Betty, so he runs out. Betty lies to Archie. They're like, you got to come to the party. And he's like, hi, I'm Nick. This part I literally laughed out loud at during my second rewatch. He said, I won't take no for an answer. <clears throat> and I was like, the <laughs> foreshadowing is palpable. I laughed I out loud, Brittany. On my rewatch, I was like, oh, so it's like that. <laughs> I literally like, how did I not see it coming? <laughs> they did literally told us what he was gonna do but either way but he's like cool even on my, even on my first watch i was like oh so you're that dude yeah Blech. um once they get to the party he's talking about this club called the gilded lily so the gilded lily is a nightclub but it's also a villain super villain from uh the marvel comics so that's a fun fact oh oh they probably did that on purpose yeah oh for sure he's talking about gal gadot he uses the word teetotaling and i had to look up what that meant do you know what it means um, teetotal is someone who doesn't drink and is stuck up about it. So us. <laughs> I'm not stuck up about it. I don't give a crap if other people drink. No, I just don't either. drink because I'm no fun and I go to sleep. Literally me. Anyway, he has some jingle jangle. Reggie's like, I gave it to him. And I'm like, thank you for telling us. <laughs> now we now we won't be confused about it. I just assumed if, that he just had it on hand. If Reggie is ever arrested, he's going to literally brag about yeah. the fact that, he, like, he has no self-preservation instinct. Oh, Reggie. You'd be like, did you sell him the drugs? I sure freaking did. I'm real good at it. <laughs> Archie's like, uh, no, thank you. And he calls him a huge buzzkill. And I'm just like, Archie, do not with the with the peer pressure. You do not need to. But, like, peer pressure against teens is, like, totally like this. It's not like, oh, you should do the drugs. It's, well, if you don't do them, everyone's going to be like, wow, you're a loser. Yeah. Veronica. I mean, this never happened to me, but yeah, I assume. Yeah, literally, if that happened to me, they'd be like, "Oh, you're boring." I'd be like, "Cool, yeah, bye. I'm gonna go home." Well, the hardest drug anyone ever did, like that I even knew, was pot. And yeah, it's, you know, like who who cares? Never in my life, like 
casual cocaine, casual jing- jingle jangle. <sighs> yeah, that name. It sounds like a Christmas drug. It does. Gather you and your family around for a nice holiday ham with a side of some jingle jangle <laughs> for holiday cheer. Except don't because uh, it's bad for you. Thanks, drug police. So Veronica says that she'll do it and Betty just sits and judges and I'm like, wow, I'm Betty. <laughs> Literally in this entire scene, like I know that she's being like, oh, what can I insult Veronica about? But also like her sitting there being like, everything is bad. I would have been like, girl, I would have left two hours ago. Yeah, that's my thing is like, if you're going to do drugs, like whatever, make make your good or bad choices. I don't care. I'm going to bed. Yes. <laughs> Hard no thank you for me. Goodbye. Cheryl's doing it. Reggie's going to do it. Kevin's going to do it. Pussycats are going to do it. Betty's like, no thanks. But And then Archie's going to do it because, of course, and Archie's impressionable, like we said. Yeah, he, oh, bless his small. And, like, even though, like, he wasn't, like, peer pressured into doing it. Because, like, if you think about it, being the sober one around, like, high people would have worked in Archie's favor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, he would have been able to keep an eye on Ronnie so much easier. But he's like, no, I must dive in. Right. I was like, Archie, you fell for the exact plan that he made for you. You idiot. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Nick keeps calling, like, making jokes to city mice and country mice. And I think that's funny. Good note. Good note. Good note. note. So Reggie and Josie are, like, making out and stuff, I guess. That's so weird because Josie's clearly, like, into girls, so. I still ship Josie and Cheryl, and I still think that there are hints of it in this episode, even. I completely agree. I feel like it's the stealth ship that will come out of nowhere, and, like, we're going to be like, yes. Told all of you. So, Kevin is doing this dance that um, Lily, I think, tweeted and called it the grumpy cat doing the robot. And it, that's absolutely what it is. Wow, that's exactly what it looks yes. like. And I think Casey, like, tweeted back and was just like, what am I doing? (laughs) Okay, but, like, that's me dancing sober. Yeah. I can't dance. Oh, I can't dance. I was dancing on my sister's Snapchat yesterday, and me dancing just consists of me kind of waving my hair around. That sounds fine. Yeah, thank you. Uh Uh-huh. I'm a professional, so I know what I'm doing. (laughs) They're like, come on, Betty. Let's, like, come on, woo! And Betty starts insulting Veronica, talking about how she's only hanging out with them because of circumstance, and once that she doesn't need to, she just starts using them for stuff. And if she gets mad, is she gonna try and get her dad to 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 assassinate her or whatever? She's a bad person. She's always gonna be a bad person. Yikes. What did you think? What did I think about what? Like, Veronica's reaction to this. I mean, I think, like... I would also be upset. What do you mean? Well, I just, I I thought Veronica's reaction was really interesting because it was such a lack of reaction. Like her face remained completely stony and she was just like, well, then why don't you leave if you hate me so much? You know what I mean? I wonder, it kind of felt rather than being like, wow, you're terrible. It was kind of a face of like, I need to know why this is happening because I don't think this is actually how you feel. Well, that and, like, she's absolutely heard this before. Right. You know what I mean? My sister just texted me because she's used to people hating yeah. her. <laughs> she's used, she's eavesdropping. I was like, no, she's saying the same thing. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, I feel like Veronica's absolutely heard something like this before. So it's less, why are you saying this? And more like, or it is, why are you saying this? And less like, oh, this is hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. P- poor Ronnie. 
So she's like, fine, leave. And Betty's like, cool, I'm, I'll go. Nick is talking about how much the party kind of sucked. And he's like, you're not a bad person. And decides to make a move on her because, of course, we saw this coming. And she's like, dude, seriously, like, I'm with Archie. Like, I love how she's just like, I don't, I didn't mean to give you the wrong impression. And the thing is that she totally didn't. Nope. She was like totally but this is the clear thing about that, this the whole time. This is the thing that women have to do. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, no, I don't want this. Because a lot of the times men don't listen. Mm-hmm. So you have to use one of two things is you have to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is my exactly. fault that I gave you this impression. Mm-hmm. And then when that doesn't work, you have to bring, the, bring in the presence of another man in your life. Yes. Because they're not going to respect anything you have to say. No, thank you. You say, no, thank you. I don't want to. And it's like, oh, but but are you sure you don't want exactly. to? No, thank it's you. Not, no I already no. have somebody. I already have a boyfriend. Oh, well, I don't want to infringe on that guy's stuff. Exactly. It's like, oh, well, you're someone else's? Oh. And I, I've had to ha- use that excuse so many times because if you use the excuse, I have a girlfriend, then it's like, oh, well, I can change that. Right. Exactly. And it's like, well, you know what? We need to condition men that no means no and not no is a negotiable term. Yeah. Well, Thank I think you that's so the thing. That's There's a, my that's, soapbox for the day. That's the thing with both of our our uh, identities, I think, because it's just like with yours, it's like, oh, I can make you pick one and it'll be yep. on my side. And with mine, it's like, you're broken. Let me fix it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I my, my dick alone will fix all your problems. <laughs> and it's like... That's not going to happen. Definitely a hard no on that one. Yeah. But like even when she says, I have a boyfriend, he's literally like, and? Because they don't know how to take no for an answer. And so she tries to like push him away and he's like calling her a tease and crap and is like basically trying to blackmail her. Being like, I Mm -hmm. know that your parents are going to, are trying to get you to make us really happy and I know how you can do that. She slaps him across the face. I was really worried that she was going to be like, you're right. My parents are going to be upset if I don't or whatever. But she didn't. And I was like, good. And like this scene, I think, is so reflective of everything that is going on right now. Like mm-hmm. we're at the tail end of 2017 and we're watching all of Hollywood, male Hollywood, disintegrate into dust. Yeah. Because it's finally time and safe for women to come out and say, hey, for years, the kind of behavior that this character in this show is exhibiting has been happening to us and we've been silenced yeah because it's this exact situation is i'm in a position of power that will benefit you so if you make me happy i'll give you something in return Mm -hmm. it's this exact negotiation and so veronica is like that's not how i'm not i'm gonna play that game yeah like we're we're living this right now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i'm i'm very proud of veronica being all of those women yes So now the party is happening and they've got like all of the waiters sort of like as construction workers. And I think that's a cute theme. So whose idea do you think that was? Um, I don't know. Uh, I like to think it was Fred's, but I know it wasn't. (laughs) No, I don't think Fred would uh, treat his fellow construction workers like that. I mean, probably Hermione or, or actually I think probably Hiram being like, you guys are, are like, he thinks that they're lower than him, right? Hermione has been working with the construction workers on their same level. Mm-hmm. So I think it was her. Whereas I thought it was like maybe like Ronnie's idea. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where she was like, oh, I think this would be cute. And it was. Okay, so they're like, where's Nick? And she's like, I don't know. And he's. they're like, well, it seems like everything's okay. And she's like, oh, sure. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, Hermione goes to talk to Fred. 
And she's like, you should probably actually talk to people. And I'm like, wow, I relate. Hey, but is this the first interaction they've had this season? Huh. It feels like yes. I think, was she even at the hospital when he got shot? I thought. that This is exactly where my train of thought was going is, did she even visit him when he was in the hospital? Like, did she care? I don't even remember seeing her at the hospital, but maybe we're wrong. No, I I truly don't remember that either. Because I feel like we we would have talked about the complexities of their relationship in that moment, and, and we didn't. And even if she had been there, she wouldn't have gone into the actual, like, room and talked to him or anything. I think she they had Hermione so focused on Hiram, they kind of forgot that, like, those two characters had a relationship. Yeah. So she's like, I'm really glad you're back. And she's, like, helping him with his tie and everything. And I'm just like, can you not? Can you pick whether you're going to be good or bad, please? Fred means good, Hiram means bad, just pick. Well, do you think this was a genuine moment? Do you think that this was her, like, slowly sort of snake charming him into doing what she wants? Are you saying or? Or are you saying yeah. and? Okay, so I'm thinking... Or. I'm trying to decide if it's, like, a I'm manipulating you kind of thing, or if it's a this is a gesture that tells you that I have not totally gone to the dark side. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out as well. Yeah, I don't even know. Okay. I don't know. Then Hal goes to talk to Hiram... And is saying that he's going to cover it by himself because Alice, Alice is really upset about the the article. Oh, and then Hermione goes to talk to Fred a little bit more and is talking about how it'd be nice to have them on stage with them because he's the one who built it. And he's like, you right. Uh, here's where we have um, Alice's big entrance. And don't, <laughs> don't they just love Imagine Dragons songs at this point? <laughs> uh, she has a snake necklace on. It's great. Go ahead. Talk, talk to me. Is it... Is it possible to have words for something that took all my words and breath away? I mean, it's up to you, man. I loved this moment. My God. I thought it was Cheryl. <laughs> really? Oh. I, I truly did. I thought the music started and then they showed a slow pan up of legs and I'm like, oh, Cheryl's here. Because, <laughs> you know, Cheryl always likes to make an entrance. And then they panned farther up and I was like, that's not Cheryl. <laughs> My favorite part of this little, like, montage thing here is, like, her noticing that everyone's looking at her. Also, the guy in the background who takes a picture <laughs> with his phone. Tag but yourself. Her just, like, totally apathetic face. Like, her yep. her facial expression is just like, yeah, I'm here. What's up? Yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm here. I'm wearing this. Get over it. I And she's, like, sticking out because she doesn't... First of all, it's just, like, a, quite a revealing outfit, and it looks great on her. It's, like, a totally, like, standout-ish color. Like, she, it's, mm-hmm. it was awesome. The snakeskin and the gold, and mm-hmm. no one else is wearing bright colors. And then they've been putting her in mom outfits this whole time, and, like, well, I am a gay woman in this moment <laughs> and in every other moment. Change your life. My, my, my God. Remember when I was, like, I want to see Alice as a a serpent no this was so much better Mm -hmm. but like she had to go out and buy that outfit yeah because house just like i haven't seen that in our closet (laughs) yeah like the thought process that must have gone through her head she's like well i've been outed as a serpent so i need to go buy snake themed things and then just stunt on everyone and she did okay imagine like you're the person who's selling her the outfit and you like read the article and you're like yeah you do that you go. He literally, I'd be like, yes, here's an employee discount. Just do it, girl. Yeah. I wish I could be there, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> exactly. So Nick goes up to Veronica, apologizes, talks about how he's been in rehab, and 
she decides to forgive him for the family business. But like, I like to think that if it hadn't been for that, she definitely would have been like, sorry, you're cut out of my life forever. Oh, for sure. That's such a beautifully manipulative move on his part. Where he's like, oh, well, you need to feel bad for me because I'm trying the Mm self-improvement. That's the Harvey Weinstein. Mm. He's like, well, I went into rehab for a week. (laughs) That means nothing. Cheryl shows up. And uh, once he's talking to her, he drugs her drink. <clears throat> Everything just goes to garbage at this point. Um, Hiram, Hermione, and Fred are up on stage. Only this episode did I realize what Sodale meant. Same. I cannot believe that I did not put it together before. Yep. No, absolute same. It means just got it. South Riverdale. South Riverdale. <laughs> oh. But uh, the gentrification plan is interesting Mm -hmm. because like rich people assume that instead of like helping lower income areas the 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 idea that you should have is just to replace it right with places rich people can go yeah that's insane he's like here's luxury apartments shopping a golf course it's like a brand new south side isn't that great sure golf sucks the Pussycats go and perform, and this song is so, like, just way so too good. upbeat for no, all I the other it. terrible things it. that are happening. I loved the weird juxtaposition yeah. of it. I was just, like, I was jamming along, and I was enjoying myself, and then people were getting beat up, and Betty was crying, and I was like, this show is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl is all, like, messed up and stuff, so then after they're done performing, did they go and save her. On? Yeah, I did. Sorry. Okay. They go and save Cheryl and they literally just like literally beat him up. Like they're kicking him and they're punching him. It's amazing. But I also cheered. like yikes. I cheered. Yeah. But how many how many times in like pop culture have you wanted to see that happen to like uh, like a uh, basically a rapist? Mhm. You want to see someone just get the absolute shit out of them. I know violence isn't the answer, but in this case violence was the answer. Yeah. Archie's really pissed off. <laughs> she says even What else is new? Cheryl, even after being completely traumatized, can still make a joke. She says, put your cape away, Archie. She's fantastic. Josie and Cheryl still lives on right beside each other. Gal pals till the end. I love that you're tracking all of these little moments between I them. absolutely will. Like, make a Tumblr gift set already. Of, of just, I wish I could make gifts, and I would. Oh my god, I need to teach you how to make gifts. Oh my god, please do. I've tried so many times and I just can't get it to work. Veronica's saying he's probably done this a billion times before, which, yeah. And Mm -hmm. Cheryl's saying, I want to press charges. He needs to pay, suffer, and he needs to burn in hell. And you're like, wow. I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad just because, like, a lot of the time people are like, no, no, it's okay. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't need the conflict or whatever. But Cheryl's like, "Mm, no, thank you, friend. Well, you know, each victim responds differently to their trauma, right? And in this case, because it's Cheryl... Mm -hmm. And because, like, she's surrounded by such strong women and, like, such a good support system, she's like, uh-uh, no. not standing for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all my my thoughts on that storyline if you want to move on to – if we want to move on to Jughead. Sure. Okay, cool. You're cool. He goes and talks to the serpents. They're talking about his girlfriend's mom's article. Um, and they said – and they seemed really genuine about this, so that's why I'm confused – that Dilton stabbed himself with his own knife. That – did you watch it back? Because I watched it and I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that's what happened either. But also, like, Fangs Fogarty said it so genuinely, like, so offended. 
Like, are yeah. they just lying to Jughead? Or, like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like something Or are that they rewriting that narrative? Why is Dilton more of a badass than we thought? Listen, you and I know the lesson of this season is that anyone can be a secret badass. That's very true. Yeah, you're right. And in real life, mm-hmm. Veronica and the Pussycats beat the crap out of a rapist in this episode. Love them. Anyone can be Iconic. a While wearing kitten ears and heels. Yeah. Anyone could be a badass. Either way, if if anyone out there has like a, a theory about what happened with Dilton last episode, please let us know. Yeah, I'm this is a weird retcon. Mm-hmm. Sweet Pea says that Archie's the one who gave him the black eye, uh, and and that Veronica had a gun. Hello, I have an observation. My hand is up. Please call on me. Um, uh, uh, you in the front row there? Oh, oh, that's me. That's me. Yeah, tell me what, um, what you want. Sweet Pea looks like he could be Cole Sprouse's brother. You know, yeah. not the twin, but the, like, younger brother. Sure. I like, like look it. Look at them. I want them to be best friends. But isn't it kind of odd? Like, if you look at them, you're like, these two people look a lot alike. And I know he, like, Cole Sprouse has a twin, obviously. Yeah. But this guy could be, like, their, their like, younger brother who kind of looks like, it's like the property brothers. You know how there's the property brothers who are twins, and then they have a younger brother who kind of looks like them, but not really? I mean, sure. I'm sure that. How do you not know these things? I think Sweet Pea is, like, a secretly a Sprouse. And also his name's Sweet Pea. How am I supposed to take him seriously? But I just have so many questions about Sweet Pea just because, like, if I, I am looking in the article correctly, Sweet Pea is not a person in the comics. Where did they come up with this name? And also, why is a teenager running the serpents? There's other adults there. Well, I mean, I feel like, it, I mean, Tallboy, I think, is running the serpents. But Sweet Pea's the only one who speaks for them. That's true. Like, Tallboy has nothing to say about... Sweet Pea is, like, gonna be Tallboy in the in the future or something. Gonna take God, over I for Tallboy, I guess. I guess they don't have to give Jughead a name, because he's already given himself a name. Yeah, that's true. Unless they're gonna call him Forsyth. Forsyth. I hope not. I hope yes, because you will hate it. I will hate it. Um, yeah. But they're saying that... Even though the Northsiders did, like, all of the uh, damage slash... Violence. Violence. Um, They're the ones who get interrogated, as always. Which Uh, is fair. So now they're going to do payback, and they have a bomb. Not good. Not good, Bob. Not good, Bob. Also, every time that someone says pipe bomb, I just think of the end of Potter Puppet Pals. What? Why? ticking noise. The mysterious ticking noise is a pipe bomb. All right, 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 right. So that's not super relevant, but it kind of is. Um, either way, Tony is there. I think throughout this episode, when terrible things are happening, and then they just cut over to Tony. Like I'm like, well, I didn't know she was here. They just keep it's doing like, but that. thank you. I did. I did want her reaction. Yes. So yeah. like in this one, and then once they're at the bar, when he's like yelling in their faces, and then also once he's getting beaten up, literally right at the end, they're like, oh, also Tony's here. And you're like, oh. I'm like, well, okay. Okay. Sure. But they're, so they're gonna, uh, they want to blow up the register. And he's like, cause no. your, your answer is always talk, 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 talk. I'm like, I mean, that's a good, good way to be. That's, that's one way to do it. But when you've, uh, lived life as a serpent, you can kind of see where, uh. Yeah. Especially if you're a dumb teenager with an axe to grind. He's like, okay, what side are you on? Cause you can't be on both. Tony's talking about how FP... It's like, what do you think bisexuality is? <laughs> <laughs> FP was always a mediator. He was the one who stopped the violence. And he's like, now now there's people... Or she's like, 
now people like Sweet Pea are just going to be like, now the answer is violence because what else? What else can we do? Mm-hmm. He chooses the serpents. He wears his jacket. He goes to the bar, which I assume is still the White Worm. Yo, but like, how do you feel about all of this? Because I... you are like a big Jughead fan. I like it. You do. I do. I like. I like that he's a serpent. I just think. I mean, even though these friends are like a lot more dramatic and stuff, I like. I want him to become a full blown serpent. And I mean, I don't want this for the show and like for the characters, but like. In my mind, what you want to mm-hmm. do is you want to go, okay, well, you guys are, are having a lot of problems, so I'm just going to go over here and hang out with these people. Oh, yeah, like it separates himself from the rest of the narrative. Yeah, and also, like, these people said that they're going to protect me and be my new family. So I'm just going to go over there, I guess. Plus, you know, he's going through his awkward teenager phase, you know? Yeah, so, like, why not join a gang? I hate you, Mom. I hate you, Dad. I'm joining a gang. <laughs> He's like, listen, you're always going to be trying to protect your friends. Or, like, even you're going to become a serpent just to protect your friends. Well, that's not how it works. He's like, Tallboy's the one who gave me this jacket. And he's like, well, you have to do the initiation. he drove me here. (laughs) And then they have, like, all these lens flares and stuff. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. Um, So he wakes up and they're all wearing snake masks above him. And I'm like, girl, I thought you wore no masks. Yeah, I was just going to say, didn't you have thoughts about the fact that they have masks on? Ooh, I actually had a thought about a cu- from a couple episodes ago. Do you mm-hmm. remember when Jughead got beaten up by the ghoulies and you thought it was the serpents? I sure freaking do. So, and I was talking about like, hmm, were they wearing a mask? Because if they weren't wearing a mask, it could be like, hey, I have lunch with those guys. But like, mm-hmm. what if they did wear a mask? And then he was like, oh, those were ghoulies because ghoulies wear masks. And then it ended up being a serpent, but they were like, we were wearing masks. We don't wear masks. Yeah. So it's like if if they switch up the narrative on him enough, he'll never know the actual truth. So like who beat him up in the first place? Yeah. I'm like tied to this theory. I'm sure the show's already forgotten it, but I never will. Yeah. Here's your initiation. Your first thing is take care of this dog. Okay. Is it just me or the serpents becoming weirdly endearing? So I have a fun fact. The fun fact Hmm. is that the reason why hot dog was brought in is because cole was like um shouldn't hot dog be here i want i want a dog please no way yeah that's what it said on the internet okay but like me as an actor yeah literally i was just like oh my character's supposed to have a dog yeah they'd be like there's no dog here but there should be a dog here there should be okay but like also me in everyday life yes there's no dog but i would like dog but can i have dog please can can have dog please the funny part is that it is hot dog the third just like he is uh, the third. And so now they should be just best friends forever. Okay, but the the fact that this is part of the serpent's initiation, it, are you kidding it's me? adorable. I love it. Who came up with that? Uh-oh. I'm becoming endeared to the serpents. Okay, and then also I noticed a part where he took off his hat. He took off his hat a lot, actually. He talked to Tony, and then he took off his hat so he could put his uh, motorcycle helmet on. Helmet on. Yep. So I, I noticed it, too. I noticed it, too. Okay. I noticed a Jughead thing. He's trying to learn the laws of the serpents. And she's like, why are you becoming a member now? Even because before you were like super not into it. And he's like, because of what you said about my dad and how like someone needs to be the mediator. And I was like, girl, I don't know what makes you think that just because you're FP's son, you like join a like just join a little bit. And then you're just like, I'm the leader now. Yeah. Don't you kind of have to work your way? That's not how it's going to work, my dude. Isn't that literally the entire like way the society works? Yeah. Definitely. And like the the serpent's like, we don't work the way the rest of society works. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's lots of yelling going on. 
So all actually, that's just nepotism. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So that's exactly how society works. <laughs> so there's lots of just kidding. Yelling. He knows all the laws. Now they're like, go get the knife from this from the snake. So he gets bit by this thing, and I like literally googled it. I was just like, um, those are venomous. And then she was like, the venom glands were removed, and I'm like, oh. Okay, so cool. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. So you are joining something that you've wanted to join for like a really long time. Okay. So like, I don't know, like Dan and Phil, like fangirl squad where you get to hang out with them. And they say you have to put your hand in a tank with a venomous snake to grab something out of it. Do you do it? Wait, but are the venom glands removed? You don't know. Did Jughead know? Nope. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, if I knew I might risk a bite, if I didn't, I don't know if I'd do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able, I'd be like, is it asleep? <laughs> it, it goes sleepies? Um, but also, like, isn't removing the venom glands of a snake sounds like probably not okay just like people are really against uh, declawing cats is this kind of similar don't declaw cats here's here's my here is my soapbox for the day you've already had Listen one very carefully do not declaw i have two okay you do not declaw your cats because i very i was persuaded into declawing my cat by my mom because she was worried about the furniture. First of all, never put furniture above your cat's well-being. Second of all, he had them removed and then he got kennel infection and then he was there for a month and he was miserable and he was so sad and it wasn't worth it just to save a piece of furniture. You can buy a new couch, but what if your cat had died? Mm -hmm. Love your cats, love your animals. Don't get a cat if you're more worried about your furniture. Don't declaw your cats. But do you think that removing the venom glands of a snake is like the same sort of thing? I mean... I mean, I don't even know where that is, where the venom glands are. I mean, probably, I think it's, like, in their cheeks, right? Then that, like, the, I would be worried that they would, like, die because it's so close to their head. I don't know. I feel like it's, I mean, snakes are obviously, I guess, on a different playing field as, like, mammals and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, snakes are people, too. Yeah. <laughs> but she's so, like, listen, you're almost there. And she calls him Juggy, and you're like, oh. She said the and it's funny because they both know it too. Like he looks at her and she goes, um, anyway. Oh. She's like, I have accidentally revealed feelings. I must go now. See Daisy. Actually, I like that she's completely unafraid to show like, I actually really like you. Yeah. I think that's refreshing. But also it makes me think like, but she knows he's in a relationship, but but she also knows that if he goes through with this, then he won't be in a relationship anymore. Oh, yeah, their entire relationship is built on, like, a foundation of, like, lies. Yeah. They Uh, sit on a throne of lies. I don't... But, okay, so, once again, she's at his house, which is, like, where she hangs out now. Um, She's, like, warning him, saying, like, this is the time to back out if you want to back out, uh, because the final trial is really bad, and you've got to be willing to die for us because we'll die for you, and all of your friends will leave you because that's just how it works. Sounds chill. And yet he does it anyway. Probably because he's just like, I got bit for a snake for this. (laughs) Bit by a snake. What the heck? Plus, I think he's really doing it for his dad. Yeah. Where is he? More FP, yeah. please. Where the hell did FP go? Somebody, like, go go visit him or something. I would like an FP storyline. Also, um, Alice and FP, please. Oh my god. 
Don't they, my they my poor heart can only take so much. That's what I would like. I want FP to spill all the tea on Serpent Alice. <sighs> I'm so just like super super gay in this moment. This would be so good. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. I want them to be together. Okay. I feel like not to be shady, be a lady, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like Alice needs a new love interest. <laughs> I think so too because Hal is garbage and also He's I was saying to you before useless. Hal is the perfect name for him. Yeah. Like Hal. Hal. But also I was like I wonder if Hal and Alice are actually their names or if they like gave him the name Hal or whatever but Hal and Alice are their actual names. Do you think Hal used to be a serpent too though? No. I think it was just her. I think it was just her too. I think Alice needs to like explore her wild side. Hal is definitely not cool enough. But I feel like I, I don't know if I could get over, like, the thing that, like, Hal put everyone through last season. So, like, the fact that he's back just makes me kind of go, but when are you leaving again? Exactly. Like, which is a shame because I think that actor is doing a great job, by the way. The guy who plays Hal? Yes. I, I think, think so he's doing too. a great job. I don't he's, like Hal, but I like that guy. Yeah, he's been, he hasn't been given a lot of material, but the stuff that he does get, he does a good job with. It's just, like, in terms of Hal, he kind of feels like narrative dead weight. Yeah. So Jughead's getting beat up, which I guess is the final trial or whatever, like including brass knuckles to the face. Uh, And then, but I do love this moment where he gets up and Sweet Pea like shakes his hand. I'm like, are you guys best friends now? Probably. I have a question for you though. Uh Uh huh. Do you think that they put, my my sister asked me this, so absolutely stolen or otherwise she will not be happy. Um, They definitely put women through the same process, right? I mean... They have to. I'm, like, trying to decide whether I want that to be true or not. But, like, like if women are going through the same thing, are they getting punched by other women or are they also getting punched by these dudes? I don't know. Or do they have a totally different thing and, like, is that sexist in itself or is it, like, I don't want to punch you and it's, like, but but why aren't you punching... But if you're going to punch dudes, why aren't you punching women because that's sexist? You know, like, it's just, it's a circle and I don't know how I feel. Well, it's like the whole thing is, first of all, like, you know, don't punch people. Exactly. But it's, I think it's less about the violence and more about, like, your endurance and your metal. So, like, right. wh- is it always the routine that you get punched for this? Or are there other ways of showing endurance? And if so, like, did people go through different initiations? Like, what was Tony's? I want to know how this system works. I Okay, here's a theory that I have that I don't think will probably ever be answered, but I want mm-hmm. to know anyway. Um, is that maybe they have, like, five really harsh ones, and they, like, depending on the person, it's just, like, what is the trial that they need to get through the most? And then they Mm -hmm. pick one of those five for each person or something. Okay. I don't even know what some of the other ones would be, but, like, I like to think that not everybody gets punched, but they seem to think that that was the best one for Jughead, I guess. I mean, because, like, it's FP's son, right? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, I see. Um, so I could, like, go either way on that one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the last scene that we have in the storyline is, they're playing Harry Styles' song! Stop. I, like, they started singing, and I was like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know I needed this until just now. Thank you. Sometimes you are such a small baby that, like, it takes me a minute. Why? Because you're gushing over Harry Styles. He's great! See what I mean? You don't like Harry Styles? I don't, I literally don't have an opinion on Harry Styles other than I really like this song. Tony is helping him, like, after he's been beat up, which is literally what Veronica was doing last episode, at the end of last episode, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, you'll have a hard time hiding this from your girlfriend. 
And of course, I guess she wasn't there at the time when he got fake broken up with. I assume Betty was kind of just like, whatever, he loves me, so he won't bounce back. And then by the time that all this is over, we can just get back together again. Yeah. Like, forgot about Tony. No, I truly don't think that she anticipated Archie going that hard. Yeah. Because she specifically said, don't be cruel. Yeah, but then he saw that, very hypocritically saw that Jug was joining a gang. And I'm like, what did you think the red circle was? (laughs) But he's Um, like, whatever, it's not a problem anymore. And then they kiss. And I was just like, exactly. Snaps. I like it. I like it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I like Serpent Jughead. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry about it. Um, we should move on to our final storyline, the most intense one, shall we? Donna, Donna, Donna. The Black Hood calls. He was at Town Hall, and he wants the same thing as her, which is to cleanse the town of sin or whatever. Her she, being smart, writes it down exactly what he's saying, thinking that she'll probably just mm-hmm. give it to the police, but then she can't. Okay, but like you know what the true smart thing would be? Mm. Opening up your phone app and putting on the call recorder. Oh, like it's right there. Right. Just put the phone on speakerphone. That's why I would have done that immediately. He's saying, I know where Polly is. She's on a farm. If you tell Polly, the police or Jughead, I will carve her like a jack-o'-lantern. Oh my God. Also, that's like even more uh, chilling just because she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like, this Um, this guy is deeply unhinged. Like, If anyone, like, said that to me and, like, leveraged my sister against me, I would immediately – I would be Betty. Yeah. I would go through with anything they wanted. Man, I would have had such a hard time trying to figure out what to do because, like, her doing all of these terrible things, like, I would have a really hard time doing that and I'd be like, why am I – sacrificing my happiness for this terrible person i need to find a way to get out of it but like there is no way to get out of it there's no way to get out of it because if she does her sister dies or her friends die Mm -hmm. so that's why i was thinking i you know i'm sure there's arguments out there i haven't seen them but like that betty had choices i truly don't believe you know as a teenager but also like as someone who like is very attached to their sibling Mm -hmm. there there's no other option Mm mm-hmm I would have recorded all those phone calls and definitely, like, covered my tracks. But, like, rock on a hard place. Yeah. Um, Alice walks in and Betty lies to her because she has to. Um, she's saying there seems to be something off about that letter. I think it's funny that she's like, you're coming home after school every day. And she's like, sure. But she's like, like, that's a curfew. And last episode, Alice was just like, a curfew? <laughs> well, curfews on teenagers are a little different than curfews on grown adults. Yeah, I guess that's true. But also, they are putting Alice in some very short robes. Yeah. And I'm not just being gay. I'm just trying to, like, I, I don't know what they're doing with Alice. Why is my sister laughing? Did she? I think she was laughing because you said I'm not being gay. Shut up. <laughs> no, but I'm not, though. I, th- I think they're trying to do something with Alice to, like, ramp up what her look is. Mm-hmm. And, like, start to elevate her and move her away from the mom look and more into, like, whatever her serpent persona is going to be. Right. Archie tells Fred that he wrote the apology. He made an apology video. It was a whole thing. And Fred is just really happy to have his son back. And it's nice because I love Fred. Do you think they remixed the apology video too? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's too late over to apologize. It's too late. So she's like, hey, you should walk me God, to school. And of dance. course, me. No snow, question mark. But she's like, keep walking. We have to keep this a secret. It's a whole thing. Well, literally, 
I, I do have to give them credit because they made it look kind of foggy, but mm-hmm. they're shooting this in the middle of summer in Vancouver. Right. It's literally summer. Yeah. How did they do this? Betty's phone... Uh, oh, this is so itchy. Phone, uh, what's it called? Ringtone is Lollipop by the Cordettes. When I heard it, I was like, oh, is that by the Archies too? But it isn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was a song. Oh my God. From... How do you not know that's a song? I knew it was a song. I just didn't know. Like every song that I know seems to be like from the Archies now. All right. So okay. I was just checking. I'll, gi- I'll give you that. It's from 1958. And the only thing that I could find that could potentially... Uh, connect this to the Archie comics, which I don't think is a good point at all, is that the producer of it was named Archie. You you did that, didn't you? I tried. He calls, are your parents are at work? Yes, I'm watching them. Are you alone? She says, yes. Publish Ugh. the email that I'm sending you. And I'm like, girl, but who... Wh- uh, don't... I don't think you can do unknown emails, can you? You just get an Yeah, but can't they, like, address. track your IP address or whatever? I mean, do you think Betty knows how to do that? I don't know. I figured she could Google it. I don't know. Just trying, I don't to, know. trying to make I feel like it's not within, like, the average person's capabilities. Yeah. Um, she's like, okay, but I can ask a question. And so okay. she's like, okay. The, the email that he sends and the picture that she pulls up is called shame.jpg, which made me Nothing laugh. shameful about that picture. Yeah. Oh, she looked great. Literally. Also, I noticed that Betty actually had nothing in her inbox except for that. And I'm just like, my girl, she's not one of those your people that can have like a thousand emails that she just hasn't opened. I relate. Can relate, but also where are all her ColourPop emails? Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, she has a Mac thing. does like Apple like sponsor most CW shows? It's got to because she has a Mac and an iPhone. Yeah. It's clearly an iPhone. Okay, so Alice was a serpent. She was arrested, but she was released on bail, is what we're learning. Betty's saying it will destroy her credibility. Archie is down for that. Betty is not at this point. So Sheriff Keller is saying the letter's handwriting, like, they don't match. So, like... See? Yeah. That just, like, that's, that's part of the theory, though, because it doesn't match because it's an organization, not a person. Mm-hmm. Or two separate people. Or whatever. There you go. Either way, I really I, definitely both don't theories think, complement each other. I definitely don't think that they're the same person. Clearly, because no. the handwriting doesn't match. But I'm sitting here before, and I was just like, okay, but then like, how did they get the wallet and the glasses? And then I remembered, no, that's from the first one. So yeah. we know that that one's legit, but we don't technically know that the second one's legit. We're still trying to figure it out. Alice says that it might just be Betty and Jughead being bored, which is like just not valid. Definitely at all. not fair. Um, no. So Betty is now interested in taking her mom down, and Archie is lifting weights while doing it, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, It's called fitness. Is he just like, I'm going to punch the black hood in the head? Yeah, I think he's literally like trying to get swole so that he can fight the black hood. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but what if the black hood is Betty? Betty. Then you're going to have to fight Betty. <laughs> What if the Black Hood was the friends we made along the way? What if the Black Hood? Oh, oh my god. What? Snaps for me. Snaps for you. So Alice goes to Pops and um, I like paused because I wanted to look at the set deck. And there's like this picture of Pop in a frame that looks exactly like Pop. And he's just like has thumbs up. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. As you do. He's like, listen, Alice, I don't judge you. It was a long time ago. Don't worry about it. I think it's funny that everyone reads the blue and gold. 
right? which is a high school like, paper. It's like, why is it? You know what? Diversify your media intake. I get it. I wonder if there is a Southside High. I was going to say, I wonder if there's a Southside High paper, and but there is. It's Jughead. Uh, yeah. But nothing's really going on with that. But like the Riverdale Register, I suppose, is for the entirety of Riverdale. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of weird that only Allison Howe work there. It's so it's so weird. It's literally like the most biased journalism in the entire world. And like, how do they get out a? Do they get one out every single day? Apparently. <sighs> Whoa. Okay. She. Okay. So Alice is saying, "How did you even get this? I ripped it out of all of the archives." And Hal says, "Why?" And she says, "For revenge or whatever." And it's like, if it's Hal doing this, he's like, "Betty, why did you do that?" <laughs> Exactly. Where did you find that? Um, and she's like, no, for justice. Like, but if please. anyone was going to have a copy, it would be how. It would be how. Yeah. And like, know, the, know where Polly is. Know Na- the Nancy Drew stuff. Like, it really seems like Hal is, and with the name of, like, the title, what the title is implying. And Archie walking Betty to, to school. school. Hal knowing that Archie is at their house. Exactly. Ha. Ah, bah, I don't know. So he calls again, and her question is, would you? Would I recognize you? He says yes. He's like, I think we're friends, but I don't want to share you with people, so you have to cut out Veronica, because he, she is complicit in her father's crimes, and she's like, no, she's innocent. He says something like, you don't believe that. And this is like, like classic abuser behavior, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Isolating you from all the people you love until your only point of contact is them. Yuck. Not good, Bob bad jughead and betty are at pops betty's got a real low ponytail going on for most of this episode so like my theory is that like the lower that betty's ponytail is the sadder she is (laughs) and then when the hair's down all bets are off yeah they have this really long kiss and i'm like checking my watch (laughs) got other things to do here friends they're both saying that they're both just kind of really off right now, but they're both lying to each other. Yeah, this is a a good relationship. Like, Betty just has kidding. to lie. Sometimes things happen. Betty yeah. has to lie because of reasons, but Jughead is lying about joining the Serpents. Juggy doesn't have to lie, especially because at every turn, Betty has really tried to be cool about this. Mm-hmm. And especially, she was hanging out with Tony. Yeah. She didn't say a single thing about Tony. Mm-hmm. She Betty is putting in work. Yes. And she's not blaming the South Side for any of the Black Hood stuff either. That's her mom. Mm-hmm. But that's not Betty. They're both saying we should probably just, like, run away. I wish we could just run away. Which reminds me of Stranger Things. <laughs> like, Bob and Joyce. She's like, we could be Romeo and Juliet, but happy. Whenever a couple says they're going to run away, I start to get very worried. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so then after Betty, like, goes to the party and, like, all these bad things happen to the party, she's sitting by herself at a lonely like bus stop in a rural dirt road type i'm like what are you doing i like that the bus stop very like obviously in yellow says bus stop i know like just in case you didn't know i was is this the same road that midge was on ethel damn it why can't i remember barb's name (laughs) i don't know you know what justice for barb justice for ethel barb had her justice Maybe too much justice. Too much justice. We get it. We cared about Barb for right a little bit after season one, and then we got a Barb storyline no one cared about. She gets another call, and I'm like, girl, put your phone on vibrate. <clears throat> what are you doing? That's terrifying. What, the ringtone? Yeah. 
Well, you know, she's got to get in a certain mood. I guess so. To have the crap scared out of her. Either way, she's like, yeah, I did it. It's done or whatever. What will make My question is, what will make you stop? And the answer is, Betty, if you keep doing stuff for me, which is just terrible. Um, I mean, she's trapped herself now. Yeah. And so now it's like, Jughead is next. Get rid of him. Who do you think's going to be next, Archie? I mean, yeah. And then who? Kevin. Kevin, I guess. That's it. Cheryl. I mean, I don't know if Cheryl is even her friend at this point. But Cheryl would make an excellent target for the Black Hood. This is interesting. Like, if we keep going on and it's like, then Archie, then Kevin, and then it just keeps being people that aren't Hal, that makes mm-hmm. me think something. Because they very clearly took down Alice. Yeah. But Hal bore no ill fruit from that. Yeah. So hmm. what's that about? Archie confronts Betty. She's like, I had to do it because reasons and I lied to you. I'm sorry. But she's going to keep doing it because it's like a distraction for him and he hasn't killed anybody. Okay, but he's mm-hmm. torturing you, which is totally true. Archie was great in this episode, actually. Yeah, Ar- Archie did a really good job. This was back to good guy Archie, yeah. which I really appreciated. Archie's like, I'll, or she's like, can you dump him for me? Because I can't do it myself. Doesn't have to be cruel. We'll fix it later. And he's like, are mm-hmm. you sure? And she's like, yes. And it's like, ah, I don't know now. Lily was standout in these yeah, scenes. Yeah, she was great. Just the tears and the emotion. Like, I truly, like, could you could feel Betty's distress and, like, her slowly sort of becoming unhinged. Mm-hmm. Archie goes to Jughead's house. Uh, Jughead comes out and he's like, this is kind of a bad time. That's when all the serpents come up. Uh Sweepy's like, what the heck right now? <laughs> Archie finds out that Jughead is joining the serpents. Archie's really mad, so decides to be cruel, which is what isn't what Betty wanted. And it's like, this is no. very, very selfish because now that's coming on Betty and, like, doesn't she have enough to deal with at this point? Especially considering um, Archie's a big, giant hypocrite. Yeah, saying that Betty has wanted to dump him for weeks and Jughead doesn't believe him because he literally saw her yesterday. He's like, go ahead and call her, which is like, it's, it's like a thing that people do. It's like, mm-hmm. people don't want to call anybody. So they'll just be like, yeah, call them, call them. I, I always call someone's bluff when they're like, go ahead and do insert thing here. I'm like, all, all right. right, I will. <laughs> this reminds me of a moment in, in Lost. And I think it's in like season four or something. This isn't a very big spoiler, so I'm going to say it anyway. But uh, Wow, I'm shocked that something reminded you of Lost. Michael Emerson's character uh, <gasps> shows up to a hotel and he wants to go up to see a different character. And the guy at the front desk is like, um, sup? And he's like, oh, I'm going to visit my friends in uh, whatever room. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's 1 a.m. And he's like, okay, well, they're expecting me. And he's like, okay. He's like, go ahead and and, and call them if you want. Like, uh, I'll just show up. Michael Emerson has a gun behind his back being like, don't actually call them, please, or I will shoot you. And he's like, oh, okay, well, that's okay. Go ahead and go, and go up. I love Michael Emerson. I love Michael Emerson, too. With my whole heart. He's so good. He's so good. He's currently on another CW show right now. You can call her, tell her that you're a serpent too, because you can't be a serpent and have Betty. And I think you know that in your heart as well. And I think that's definitely true. Yes. While they're singing their song, Betty and Archie are upset. Why isn't Archie at the party? Is my big question. Um, Just didn't want to go or what? Don't know. He was busy. So busy sulking at Pops. Yes. Um, so he calls her again. She's like, who are you? She, she has to go to this abandoned house. And I'm like, girl, this is such a bad idea. What's with the women in Riverdale going places by themselves? This is bad. This is very bad. Stop doing this. Very creepy place. He calls her again. I'm like, girl, put your phone on freaking vibrate. 
I love how much you crazy hate this. Person. Crazy person. She she finds the box. She opens the box. It's a mask. Turns around. There's a mirror because of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When when he was just like turn around, I was like, there's gonna be a freaking. There's mirror gonna be there. a mirror. Yep. <laughs> um. He's like, look at us. We're the same. And then she hears something and she runs away. Do you think he was there? No. Then what was that creek? Floor creek or whatever. Something else? Just the house Wind? shifting. Sure. Yeah, it's an abandoned house, so it's probably old. Yeah. Um, that's when Archie calls her with really bad reception, and she has to go to Veronica's. Goes to Veronica's, bad things happen. We learn about Nick, blah, blah, blah. Cheryl wants him to die. Um, she has this list of things that they already know about him. Like, mm-hmm. things like he's white, male, blah, blah, blah. She also, uh, things that we didn't see before was he's probably a local because he was at the Jubilee. Yeah. He maybe has a daughter because he knows about Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows him, and he owns this or, like, has this house up on wherever. So they really need to look in the property records, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So she call or he calls again, talks about how he knows about Archie, and is going to hurt Polly now. And she's like, that wasn't part of the rules, which it wasn't. It wasn't. That's not what he said, but whatever. Which shows that this guy is not a pro. Yeah. she's like, He's like, fine, just give me a different name then. And she's like, no, I can't, because that is basically, like, if he ends up dead, it was Betty's fault. Yep. So she gives Nick St. Clair, and he's like, I told you we're the same. That makes her an accessory to murder. Yep. But I just want to say, you know, in real life, this is an unacceptable thing, but on TV? This is so cool. (laughs) Like, bye, Nick. Like, I'm done with you. Yeah. All right, so now it's time for our segments. My first segment is called Asexual Jughead, question mark, question mark, question mark, and it's still a possibility he kissed another girl, but that's okay. (laughs) It's not- Yankees, Nothing terrible has happened as long as they don't do more stuff, I guess. And if they do, I'll be sad, but that's nothing I'm not used to. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. And my segment is, did Jughead eat a burger? No. No. He was really busy. He was very busy. A snake ate him. <laughs> a snake ate him. There you go. Um, and now we're going to do our best line awards. So my best line award goes to Veronica for... Excuse me while I go quietly yell at the caterer. Because mm-hmm. same. <laughs> um, and my... Honorable mention goes to Sweet Pea for this Northsiders lost. And mine goes to Queen Alice Cooper for Shove It Hell. Best. Because that's a mood. The best. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to send you the link for the trailer here. Three, two, one, play. You let me see the real Betty Cooper. Ooh, the real Betty Cooper. The real the Betty heck? Cooper. Because she's got her hair down. Discreetly. Oh, Riverdale How? just became a police state. How does oh, Sweet Pea! Who's that? Charged. That's me! I don't know. <gasps> Cheryl. Oh my god. We're greasing it up. Is that a jalopy? It always feels like these. It always feels like these trailers are always like so intense, and then it like never. And then you actually watch the episode. Like I remember watching the trailer last episode, and we saw like Cheryl lying down on the bed, and we were like, "Oh my god, why is so much sex happening?" And now we're like watching it, and we're like, "Oh no!" Like, oh, that's not what we thought it was. No, thank you. Yeah. Yikes. All right. FP. Well, that was our trailer reaction. I can't believe FP's finally. I back. always watch the trailers after I watch the the actual episode, like on TV, and then mm-hmm. I totally forget about them, so it's more fun. Yep. Um, outro time. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of the hundred, we like to talk about that show too. We talked about all of season four, and we'll be talking about season five next year. Hopefully, early next year. Yeah. Um, we also have a Lost podcast that is Robin's Pride and Joy. So yeah. if you're into Lost. Come join us. We're doing season one right now. 
If you're not into Lost, you will be. Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, you can follow at the Autos on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Redbubble, uh, uh, but mostly Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Um It costs it's cost a good chunk of money to run yeah. these. Uh, so if you have anything to spare, we would really appreciate it. And we love you so much. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And uh, the next episode is 206 Death Proof, which is a 2007 film by Quentin Tarantino. And it's about a guy who murders women in staged car accidents. Wow. So that's relevant to the racing car thing that's going on. You can also get wrecked, Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we'll also have a guest for that episode, actually. We will. My sister, who has many thoughts, will be joining us. Her name is Lindsay. She is um, a plus-size model on Instagram. So if you search plus-size Barbie, that's her. Yeah. Um, So she'll be joining us next week. And she loves this show. So we're going to have a nice little chat chat. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. 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 Bye.